New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. Poverty to Wealth, How to Win the War on Poverty. New Black Wall Street Book Club, let's read. The greatest fallacy known to humanity is the necessity of poverty. Far too many have succumbed to erroneous uh, notion that some of us are destined to be rich while others, conversely, are preordained to be poor. Nothing could be further from the truth. Poverty or want or lack have never commanded a place in the creator's plan for humanity. The Almighty never placed the vast multitudes on earth in order that we, you and I, haggle over a limited supply. There need not be a poor person on the planet. The earth is replete with resources that we have yet to tap. As a result, we grow comfortable with our lack in the midst of prosperity and opportunity. Financial riches are lying everywhere. Everybody playing console everywhere. Financial riches are lying everywhere waiting for the observant to discover them wealth begins in the mind and those who are hostile to it will never possess it seated on the edge of his bed brown's mother shared her impressions and knowledge of wealth and poverty though life as i have not as was all she had ever known she told her son that wealth would forever elude his grasp until he came to grips with the root cause of poverty she admonished her son to incorporate the following thoughts into his spirit. So we're going to say, hey, Miss Brown is speaking to us through him today. Her thoughts for us to incorporate into our spirit. Number one, be an optimist. Seize the moment. Live today to the fullest. Whatever good you desire is yours, but you must stretch forth your hand and take it. Success occurs by choice, not by chance. Life has no limits except the boundaries that you set. That was the first admonition from Miss Brown to her son, although she was in, uh, she was a have-not, she was giving him the keys to have. Be an optimist, seize the moment, live today to the fullest. Whatever good you desire is yours, but you must stretch forth your hand and take it. Success occurs by choice, not by chance. Life has no limits except the boundaries that you set. Now, I think what I'm going to do 
is tomorrow, I'm not going to start chapter two. I'm actually going to go back through these admonitions in, de in depth because I think many, some of us may be struggling with some of these a little bit, right? Being an optimist, look at the bright side of life. The good things are supposed to happen to me, right? Seize the moment. The moment today is all that I really have. Okay, I probably need to wait till tomorrow. Let's get through the reading and then tomorrow we'll come back and we'll do a review. Admonition number two. We've been blessed by a mighty God who has a gentle heart. If this were not so, you and I wouldn't have been gone a long time ago. Blessings occur each and every day in ways that we rarely notice. God exists within each of us. We should all share a common humanity. Love yourself, whatever faults you possess, and love the world, no matter how bad it seems. Be grateful not for the hardship, but for the character it built in you. Every challenge provides you with the opportunity to rise above your circumstances. Each of us is far richer than we realize. You and I are better than we've ever dreamed. Everybody put in the comments, oh, rise above. Rise above. Three, from a mother to her son. Manhood can never be given, only earned. Your greatest strength is the power of your example. Manhood, and I would also say womanhood, can never be given, only earned. Your greatest strength is the power of your example. Everybody put it also the power of my example. What are you leaving behind? What example are you setting for yourself, for your children, for the community? The power of your example. Matter of fact, does your example command? Millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Admonition number four. A prayer, the language of the heart, is the center of a humble life. Fear not. Never stop believing. Never stop dreaming. Remember, it is our eyes when we cannot see, our voice when we are un unable to speak, and our faith when we need it expressed. Never stop believing. Never stop dreaming. Admonition number six. Haven't we worshiped the God, haven't we worshiped the God of poverty and scarcity long enough? You must decide that you will not be poor. There's no philosophy that will help a man to succeed when he always doubts his ability to do so. There are multitudes of poor people in this country who have grown satisfied and comfortable to remain impoverished and who have ceased to mount any assault to rise above their conditions. They may work hard, but mentally they have lost the hope, lost the edge, lost the expectation that will remove the bars that stand between them and their financial blessing. You will reach the direction in which you face. If you look towards poverty, toward lack, you will rest squarely in its grip. You must decide that you will not be poor. And that means the number seven, I believe. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. Number six. Abundance is your destiny. Rid yourself of the poverty mentality. Money goes wherever it is welcomed. Decide that you will be a good steward of the money that you possess. And as a result, more money will be added unto you. Abundance is my destiny. Good things are supposed to happen to me. 
Now mind yourself, you say, man, what if this was the seed that was implanted into your spirit as Miss Brown was planting into her son when you were growing up? What if this was the financial literacy lesson, so to speak? Let's keep reading. Consider his family's plight. Considering his family's plight, Brown listened intently. His mother's words did more than ignite a spark. Her preaching lit a fire. It then dawned on Brown that there was a way to end the continuous cycle of financial hardship for his family. Now, on a mission, Brown set a goal to finish school and, of all things, go to college before returning home to launch a business and provide the type of stability his family sorely needed. A recruiter from Southern Illinois University, SIU, saw something in Brown who was long, who was, who, who was long on commitment but short on grades and slotted him on a special admissions program contingent that he earned at least a B average his freshman year. Although he arrived on campus with only $25 in a wicker chair, Brown's, Brown couldn't care less. Eager to leave his past behind, eager to leave his past behind, eager to leave his past behind, he gazed at the broad Gothic buildings in the days. Under normal circumstances, he shared, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was a child of teenage, out of wedlock parents. I was a welfare recipient, an inner center nomad. But thanks to my mother's counsel, I was determined to prove my worth. By the time May rolled around, I finished my first year with a 3.15 grade point average, and SIU accepted me into general admissions. Opportunity comes knocking. Opportunity comes knocking. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Let's keep reading. Now, four years later, Brown graduated with a degree in food and nutrition, an ambition to own his own restaurant. And the first step to realizing that goal, a full-time position with a blue-chip food service company. But moonlighting as a waiter at a local Chicago bistro provided the keys to his, his future. A chance meeting in the late 1990s with a high school ranking, with a high-ranking executive eventually changed his life. Edie Waddell and her husband were regular customers at the upscale restaurant, and Brown had served them often. They were impressed with his professionalism as well as his attention to detail. After dining one evening, Brown presented her husband the check, and Waddell, in turn, offered her business card. You're the type of individual we want at McDonald's, she explained. All I ask is for your trust. Waddell was swiftly climbing the corporate ladder with this fast food giant. Her timing couldn't have been better, though previous conversations, through previous conversations, she knew of Brown's desire to own a restaurant. After his initial training at McDonald's corporate headquarters, she suggested that he take over one of McDonald's corporate stores. Despite its location in the Chicago suburbs, the store underperformed. The current manager offered every excuse in the book for a soft bottom line, but Brown knew better. Intensely driven, within the first two weeks, Brown sat down with every employee and asked for his or her input. After implementing a few of their suggestions, he made other subtle changes. He purchased new uniforms for his crew and insisted that everything be in tip-top condition. Restrooms would be clean and tidy. Windows would be spotless. Counters would sparkle and the surrounding lawn and flowers would bloom. In the dining room, two antiquated televisions hung from the ceiling. Not only were they inoperable, they were eyesores. Brown replaced them with state-of-the-art flat screens. Also, an old magazine rack sat in, sat in, the empty, sat empty in the lobby. Instead of hanging magazines and newspapers, newspapers, he brought a throw rug and beanbag chairs from the local Walmart and transformed the space into a children's reading area. As a result, sales soared. Customer service improved. 
and his team took pride in their work. In short order, the franchise came to life. At a minimum, his staff knew they were led by a manager who preferred human service over customer service. Brown not only demanded performance, but he quickly became known as someone who rolled up his sleeves and worked side by side with his employees. I want to say this again. In short order, the franchise came to life. Now, notice that Brown, this is a depiction of what he did in a restaurant. But this also can correlate to some things that we might need to do in our own life. Some things that are old that need to get rid of. Some things that are inoperable that we need to replace. So that our franchise, our life, our future, our dreams can come to life. I want you to think about this for a moment as you consider what you need to do to spark the ignition in your life to bring forth anew things that were once old as you leave some of those things in the past. If there was to be an overview of your conduct and your behavior and your relationships, are there some that just need to go or be replaced or cleaned up so that your franchise can come to life? Opportunities flex Brown's Brown's way. Opportunities flew Brown's way. Six months later, Waddell was promoted to director of the entire Michigan region, and it wasn't long before she contacted Brown with the offer of a lifetime. At age 35, Brown obtained a loan through Fleet Bank of Boston to consummate a deal that brought his dream to fruition, becoming the youngest owner-operator in history of the franchise. Waddell invited me to fly to Detroit and select two stores, he recalls. As I look back at every position I held, whether it was whether it be Aramark or Wendy's or Marriott, Lorenzo's Bistro, or even McDonald's, I consider each opportunity as a paid intern internship. Each challenge created character, contacts, and relationships. Regardless of the roadblock, you can't focus on what you're going through, only on what you are going to do. Regardless of the roadblock, you can't focus on what you are going through. Only what you're going to do. His inauspicious, inauspicious start in life might have discouraged most people, but not Ken Brown. His welfare to faring well story rivals the best that Hollywood has to offer, ending with a man so passionate about his life's mission that he dives into storytelling and seldom comes up for air. He is excited and understandably so. It is Brown's hope to use his portfolio, by which now includes both restaurants and hotels, to make a difference by sharing his guiding principles. Brown hopes to spread his formula for wealth creation to all who will listen. The starting point to all growth and development rests with a decision. The decision that you will, that you can that 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 you make can alter the course of your life forever. A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com.
BlackBazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric marketplace. We make group economics easy. This last section here, guys, here on the was going through the wealth choice, the uh, success secrets of black millionaires written by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, the new rules of money, the new rules of money, the law that guides the thinking of the rich, the law that guides the thinking of the rich. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Let's keep reading. In his own words, you have witnessed one man's legacy. A roadmap for the suffering, as well as the success, the success, the as well as the successful to reach those places within the soul that give life meaning. Here's one individual's overarching testimony that would give any pause, and it all began by mastering the the greatest skill. Do you wish to become wealthy in one generation? If so, you'll be forced to nurture the courage to make a decision. A decision that sooner or later all millionaires have reached. The reason that so few of us are financially independent is due in part to the negative mental roadblocks that have been placed in our minds. I suggest that you hold fast to the second law of wealth. And here it is. Decide now that you will not be poor. Decide now that you will not be poor. The second law of wealth, once again, decide now that you will not be poor. The conviction that we are poor and must remain so is fatal to humanity. As long as we envision despair, we shall never arrive at the gates of delight. As long as our state of mind anticipates hard luck or reconciles misfortune, broods over shortcomings and dwells on lowly conditions while minimizing all that is divine, penny pitching and tough times will follow as surely as an architect's blueprint precedes the foundation. The Winfrey's, the McFarland's, the Browns and the Roberts think wealth and they get it. And repeat this again. As long as we envision despair, we shall never arrive at the gates of delight. As long as our state of mind anticipates hard luck, reconciles misfortune, broods over shortcomings, and dwells only on lowly conditions while minimizing all that is divine. Penny pitching in tough times will follow as surely as an architect's blueprint precedes the foundation. The Winfrey's, the McFarlands, the Browns, and the Roberts think wealth and they get it when you make up your mind that you are done with poverty forever that you will not entertain a single unproductive thought that you're going to erase every trace of this debilitating disease from your dress your appearance your demeanor your decorum your speech your actions your home that you're going to show the world your true metal that you will no longer conduct your affairs in an apologetic, stooping, slipshod manner, as if you lack confidence or ability. That you will adhere to the words of the master who admonished us to turn the other cheek and squarely and persistently face a life of plenty, of power, of prayer, and untold riches. Here lies the very heart of a wealth consciousness. 
the conversion process. This outlook converts spenders into savers, the non-banked or unbanked into banking customers, renters into homeowners, entrepreneurial hopefuls into business owners, and economically uneducated into the financially literate. This outlook helps people help themselves and creates wealth in the process. Before you, be you can become a millionaire, you must learn to think like one. You must decide. And it need not take 10 years to make the leap. Those individuals who have left their mark on the world of wealth and commerce have been men and women who possess the ability to render prompt decisions. Nothing will provide greater confidence than the reputation of promptness. The individual who is trapped by indecision, ever juggling two opinions, forever debating which course to pursue, cannot control him or herself, let alone his or her financial future. In contrast, the man or woman of prompt and calculated decision does not wait for favorable circumstances. To hesitate is to be lost. In fact, those who are forever shuffling and procrastinating, weighing and balancing will never rise above minimum wage. No, it need not require a lifetime in order to make the leap. Everybody put in the console, make the leap. Throughout my focus groups, millionaires who transitioned from paycheck to paycheck to a life of affluence replied that the process took less than five years. Furthermore, shifting from affluence to a seven-figure income, on average, required an additional three to four years. However, clearing the big leap, jumping from weekly paycheck to millionaireship demanded nine to ten years of focus, effort, grit, and determination. And yes, you, the reader, you must choose to make this change. In all likelihood, this task is similar to the diet you've scheduled to start or, or the marathon you hope to run or, or the poor habits that you plan to break or, or and the money you wish to, to save. Here lies a choice that you must confront each day. If you are driven to reach your financial potential, you must expand your wealth consciousness and belief system and assume the part it demands. You must decide that poverty has no place within your life. No one can achieve prosperity while it's in the still moments envisioning poverty. It's up to you, the reader, to decide whether you will conquer poverty once and for all. The road to abundance does not lie on private property. Anyone who chooses can walk it. Prosperity begins in the mind, but ends in the purse. Prosperity begins in the mind, but ends in the purse. And here's our millionaire lesson number two. Abundance is your destiny. Rid yourself of the poverty mentality. Money goes wherever it is welcome. Decide that you will be a good steward of the money you possess. As a result, more money will be added unto you. Now, maybe some things for you to consider this morning, right? That to make the shift to, to accept the goodness of the Lord, that abundance is your destiny. To, to, to rid yourself of any self-limiting beliefs as it relates to your mentality. To understand that you can welcome the floodgates to open unto you. And I think right here is where many of us get messed up. Understanding that 
first I make take I must take care of what already comes into my household. I must get that straight. Be a good steward of what I do possess. Because if I'm already a bad steward, then if anything else comes in, I'm going to waste that too. But if you are a good steward of what you already possess, you're a good steward of the money that comes into your household, then you are prepared. You are ready to be able to manage more. Now, what I find very interesting, especially for many of us black folks that happen to be spiritual in nature, we tend to discount or uh, or dismiss these universal laws that if we just simply implemented them into our life, we will have the results that we might want. Decide. 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 In the comments below, I'd love for you to share something that was your takeaway from this morning. Uh, six admonitions from a mother to her son that helped him go from poverty to prosperity. And you and I can be on the same track if we would uh, would, 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 would accept and implement these disciplines into our life. We talked about opportunity knocking on the door and that chance that you may need to take or that what you may need to do in your life so that your, your, your franchise, all that is about you, can come to life. And we also had our millionaire lesson number two, talking about laws that guide the thinking of the rich and making a decision to that you will not be poor. Here's the beautiful thing about making decisions. When you make a decision, it begins to it, it begins to force you internally to also change your ways, whatever that may be for you. Right. Because I've decided that this is where I'm going, then internally uh, it's, it's like a little it's like a little uh, scope. It's saying, OK, what parts of my life, what parts of my habits, what parts of my relationships, what parts of uh, my, my viewpoint, my mentality need to adjust so that it matches up with the decision I made for the for the direction that I'm going for my future. That's how it's supposed to work. That's how it really does work. When you don't just say it, but you actually believe what you say. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Because a lot of times you can go to church, you can hear a good message and all that good stuff. And rah, 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 he, you know, the preacher, the teacher, whatever can get you to do some stuff. To get you in the moment, to get you in the spirit. But, but it's more than just what you say. It's what you believe about what you say. That's why sometimes the words that you say have no power because there's no belief behind it. Let me, let me, let me calm down just a little bit this morning. But when there's power, the resolve about what you say about your life, when you really, really believe it down to the core of your heart, then it becomes reality for you. That's where faith uh, uh, becomes the, the, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. And I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. 
Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth, to build an institution that will teach the next generation about money. And your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, well, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village. And it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. Wall Street. <laughs> your host Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson it's time for us to go yeah now you ain't gotta leave the computer but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new black wall street book club book club <laughs> yeah the new black wall street the new black wall street